Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for another episode of the Dummies of Wrestling. I'm your host, Tim, and Elimination Chamber is done, dusted, and completed for yet another year. And I've got to say, from top to bottom, this pay-per-view was better than the Royal Rumble. My opinions, but I strongly believe that this pay-per-view, this event, was uh, better overall than the Royal Rumble. Every match had something interesting happening. Every match had highlights. Every match had story. Uh, coming into WrestleMania season, I think that this pay-per-view, this event as a whole, was a plus for WWE. So we're going to get into it on this episode. We're going to get to my thoughts of the matches, break down each match, and uh, tell you what I think, and give you a uh, star rating, the Dave Meltzer star rating that we do here. And then we also have the prediction results. Who is is now the uh, Dummies of Wrestling champion? Did someone retain? Did we get a new champion? You'll have to wait and see at the end of this episode. I've got the scores ready to go. So let's get into it, man. WWE Elimination Chamber. Um, I literally just finished watching it about half an hour ago. Um, luckily, I had some time to jump straight on the computer and give you my thoughts. So this is fresh in my head, man. This is completely fresh in my head. And um, I'm excited to talk about it. Because we start this pay-per-view off, in my opinion, the right way. We do it the right way. We started off with an Elimination Chamber match. And uh, I, I thought maybe they might do the men's match to start off with. But they, they started off with the women's match. And I'm alright with it. So the women's match was uh, pretty decent. Pretty decent. Not my favorite match of the card. Um, but, I mean, we'll get to that soon. But for an Elimination Chamber women's match, I think that this was pretty good. Um, some some highlights here. Uh, Liv Morgan actually really impressed me in this match. Just taking some heavy bumps in this match. Really being, being thrown into the, into the pods, the little uh, fiberglass chamber things. At times, it actually looked pretty brutal for her. And I thought she did a really nice uh, job in this match. And then we got Nikki Cross being um, speared, but not really, like, just thrown, I guess, by Raquel Rodriguez through the pod. That was that was nice. Uh, that was the only one for the night. There was nothing, nothing that in the men's chamber, which was interesting. I thought they would do that in the men's chamber, but it was good. Um, the Probably the highlight of this match was the sunset flip off the top of the pod, which looked incredible. Once again, Liv Morgan just showing how good she really is. And I think 2023, we actually need to give her a decent run and give her something to build because she is a superstar that has such potential and I'm really enjoying the quality of work that she's doing. Carmella, let's discuss Carmella in this match. Now, I haven't seen Carmella wrestle in a long, long time because I don't watch Raw and SmackDown. I watch mainly the pay-per-views, and she's never on it. But oh my god, can she shut the fuck up for two seconds? Her voice is nails on a chalkboard to me. It's just so annoying, and, and, and everything she says is just annoying. It's stupid. It's dumb. She, she was fucking getting under my skin. But I have to say, she looked like a million bucks in this match. And I, I, I was absolutely shocked that she was 
in the final two. That was weird. I honestly, I had picked Oscar and Raquel to be the final two, and I was almost there. But Carmella in the final two, that was weird. That was weird. Um, but the match ends with Oscar getting the win, which is something that I, I think most people expected. Oscar coming out with the win on this. And I'm not mad at it um, because realistically, there was no one else that could have challenged Bianca at WrestleMania. I mean, Raquel, she's still too new. She's still too green. Liv, I don't think yet she's WrestleMania quality. Carmella, Natalia, and Nikki Cross, no. Uh, they're, if anything, a random backlash pay-per-view. So Oscar here, and especially with her new gimmick, with the face paint and everything like that, I think that she is on fire right now. And I'm hoping that she beats Bianca to become the new Raw Women's Champion uh, because I'm really digging her new gimmick and her new attitude. So Oscar for the win here. This was a decent match. I had fun with it. It wasn't my favorite match of the card, but I'm giving it a three and a half stars out of uh, six or out of five, but special six. So that's it for the women's chamber match. Then we get to the next match, and this is Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar in a very hard-hitting, explosive match, which we all knew was going to be the case because any Brock Lesnar match is, is pretty much pretty much similar. They're, they're all kind of the same. They all hit their big moves, and, and it's a quick match. He doesn't really go for long. I'm surprised they didn't actually do the spear through the barricade. Ah. Uh, I'm guessing they didn't because that happened in the main event match. But I'm surprised they didn't do that spot. But this was very much a typical Brock Lesnar match. In saying that, I'm not saying it's bad at all. I I, I get a kick out of Brock Lesnar matches. I, I definitely think he's a spectacle. Um, I definitely think he's a must-see superstar. I enjoy watching Brock Lesnar. I think he's fun. Um, but this was... Still, it was nothing special. It was nothing new. It was nothing original. It was definitely a Brock Lesnar match, but I did enjoy it. And with the outcome of what happened with um, Bobby Lashley winning by disqualification, I think that this match, this feud is going to continue to WrestleMania. And I think that's where they're going to have the final real match. That's my predictions. Um, because realistically, who else is there to fight Lesnar? Besides Bobby Lashley, there were rumors of him versus Gunther, but I, I think I honestly think it's going to be a triple threat for the IC title with Gunther versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. And beyond that, who do, who else do you have fight Lesnar? That's a that that could be a, a threat, you know. I mean, some of Lesnar's best matches are with the High Flyers, Ricochet, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. All those superstars are his best matches, in my opinion. But I think it's going to be Bobby Lashley and Brock again for the fourth and final time, I guess, uh, at WrestleMania. Still, fine match. Not a match that's going to go down in the history books, but um, I'm curious to see where this story takes us because I can see Brock being suspended for his actions after the match and them then him reappearing closer to WrestleMania. Cause it's still... Like, over a month away before WrestleMania. So this match here, I give it three stars. Um, I enjoyed it. Then we get 
something that a lot of fans have been um, talking about. Are they going to do it? Are they not going to do it? And that is because WrestleMania is now at um, in Hollywood this year. Last time it was, we got the Hollywood trailers. Um, I remember Stone Cold was was doing a parody of the um, the Gladiator. Triple H and the Nature Boy did a parody of Braveheart. So we all we were all wondering, are they going to do it again this year? And it is official. They are doing it this year, and I'm so stoked for it. Even though, from the little glimpse we've got, there are no horror movies, of course. Like, why couldn't you parody fucking... Why couldn't you parody Jaws? You know, I had that scene where where um they say you're going to need a bigger boat, and, and instead of it being a shark, it's Brock Lesnar, or something like that. I don't know. But it's always, it's always a fucking mainstream. And then the first one we've got is Seth Rollins being the Joker, which was actually a really good pick, uh, in my opinion. But then you got Becky Lynch being Batman, I think. And that was when I kind of, it kind of fell flat for me. I kind of thought it was stupid. So still, I am, I'm excited to see these Hollywood trailers promoting WrestleMania. I think they're a lot of fun. So let's see what they do. And uh, hopefully we'll get some good parodies of that. So let's get into the next match. And the next match is the Judgment Day versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. Um, I didn't really pay (laughs) attention to this match oh so much because I don't overly care about this rivalry. I'm kind of over it. This is a rivalry that's been going for over a year. I mean, the Judgment Day started at... um, WrestleMania. Okay, so it's not been, it hasn't been a year, but it's come close to a year. The Judgment Day started at WrestleMania where it was Edge and AJ Styles and then Damian Priest got involved, and that's where the Judgment Day started. So it's it's been close to a year this whole Judgment Day and Edge story has been going for and I'm kind of done. And I don't think that the Judgment Day are making the impact that they um should be. Um besides Rhea Ripley Dominic is getting some real heel heat here, but I don't think it's the heel heat like a Roman Reigns or anything like that. I think it's a heel heat where people just don't care for him and realistically want him to fuck off. That's my opinions. I may be wrong. There might be some people out there that love the Judgment Day, and it sucks because I love their color scheme. I love their intro. I love their whole persona basically being the the South Park gothic kids in a way um but it's just they're just dull a little bit on top of that they're not really good on the mic and this is sad because Finn Balor is a very gifted superstar but I feel like this group is holding Finn Balor back a lot and if I was a betting man I would say that this rivalry is going to continue to WrestleMania I see Edge versing uh, Finn Balor, rumors are it being in a hell in a cell, but I think that this rivalry is going to continue to WrestleMania. And unless it's in a hell in a cell, I don't care, man. I don't care. It's 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 honestly, it's honestly making Edge boring for me. It's making Finn Balor boring for me. So whatever. I was very in and out of this match. I could not really pay attention. In saying that, what I did see, I thought was really good. I thought was interesting. Um, I had Judgment Day picked to win here. 
because I thought that that's what they were going to do. I thought that they were going to lead into their WrestleMania match and and have the Judgment Day win. But uh, no, Edge and Beth Phoenix win and Edge getting the pin over Finn Balor. Um, there was a bit of a mix-up in this match with uh, Beth having Beth Phoenix having to come and break up the pin with which she was late and the ref kind of had to think on the sly and kind of go slow and it just it looked horrible it looked bad um people fuck up it happens we all know wrestling's not real whatever but that was my biggest takeaway from that match which is sad because there were some good spots in this match but my biggest takeaway was the ref and Beth Phoenix kind of messing up. Still, this is a very much a middle-of-the-road match for me from what I did pay attention to. So it's a two and a half stars. So, I don't know. If you enjoyed it, maybe you were paying attention more than me. So, next match we've got the Men's Chamber. The Men's Elimination Chamber. And after the Women's Chamber, I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. Is it going to be better than Women's? I kind of didn't expect it to. But this match was fucking on fire. This match was great. So, um, few notes here. Bronson Reed comes out to absolutely no reaction whatsoever, which is quite honestly a bit sad. Uh, there was a video I saw on Facebook the other day of Bronson Reed coming out on Raw the previous week, uh, filmed by someone in the crowd, and the crowd was pretty much still and silent when he was walking out. Which is sad because I think this guy has a lot of potential, and I'm not just saying that because he's Australian and I'm a, I'm a back in my, I'm back in my Australian brothers and sisters, but I feel like he actually has some decency in him, and I think that he did a phenomenal job in this chamber. Uh, I wish he wouldn't have been eliminated first. I think that might have hurt him, but I think he really showed off his skills in this match. So Bronson Reed, I feel for a big guy, a really big guy, um, I feel that he is a guy to watch. So check out Bronson Reed. Um, The match starts with Seth Rollins and Johnny Gargano teaming up. And I loved this chemistry throughout the match. Even though Seth Rollins comes out to his fucking little baby teeth and he's laughing and he's a song that I don't overly like, but everyone else seems to fucking like. Just bring back his old theme. It's better. Um, I do like the chemistry between him and Johnny Gargano. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought this is something I would love to see in the future. Maybe them being a tag team or something like that. The scene when they were both sitting on the pod together just having a discussion, and then Seth just slaps Johnny. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I thought that was great. Um, so their chemistry together was great. There were some really cool spots in this match. Um, Priest, Priest flips over the rope to Theory, which was really cool. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Ford falling from the top of the chamber. That was awesome. That was really, really cool. Ford, and I know a lot of people are... Loving him and, and praising him for his abilities in this chamber match. Uh, I thought he did a great job. I I was actually more invested in Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed than Montez Ford. I think Montez Ford is a really, really athletic and talented superstar. But he's not really a guy I enjoy. Uh, he, he's not my favorite superstar, if that makes sense. Um, but he did a decent job. Uh, if he could stop parodying old 
uh, old school wrestlers, for example, DX and The Rock. That'd be really nice because, um, I look, I get it. You're a fan of the product. Be, be yourself. Don't have to be DX. You don't have to be The Rock. Stop doing that stuff. It's dumb. <clears throat> Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins, when, when they're on the pod, and Seth goes for the powerbomb off the pod, but then gets turned into a Harakarana. Holy shit. That was incredible. Um, if you watch the replays carefully, you could see that Gargano got just as much fucked up as Seth Rollins. And I think that that idea was utterly perfect. That was a, a great idea. There were some moments in this chamber match that um, haven't really been done before, haven't really been explored before. Um, and I really enjoyed that. It was something new and fresh. The The Harakarana spot was probably the highlight of this match for me personally anyway, but really, really cool spot. Um, but we get we start getting people eliminated and the final two is Seth versus Theory, which I predicted I was right. Na, 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 na. Um, but this is what kind of bothered me. And I honestly thought that maybe Theory would cheat to win. I didn't expect... Um, Logan Paul to come out and interfere in this. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Obviously, the um, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania match was uh, pretty much confirmed at this point. But beyond that, rumors and everything, it was it was pretty much a go before that. If okay, let's 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 pretend that this whole world is real, right? If you're Logan Paul, why wouldn't you want Seth Rollins to win to become the new United States championship champion Blech. and then go on to WrestleMania to fight him? Why would you screw him out of a title? That's dumb. That kind of annoyed me. Logan Paul's a fucking idiot. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you let Seth Rollins win and then come and attack him afterwards? That way, you get shot not just only at Seth Rollins, but at the United States Championship. This is the way I think. Uh, I know I'm not meant to think that deep into it, but I am. So, whatever. This men's chamber match was fucking great. So many good spots in it. Some really cool moments. Some really cool highlights of superstars you don't get to see all that much. So, for that, I'm giving this a five. Uh, sorry, a 4.5 star match. Lastly... We have the reason that everyone checked out this event, and that is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Universal Championship of the World. And look, man, look, we all expected Roman to win. We all knew that Sami wasn't going to win here, but there was a part of me that was kind of hoping that was really hoping that they would at least do something to set up at least a triple threat match at WrestleMania or something. And this match here, there were moments speckled throughout the match where I was, I was, I'm not going to say I was on the edge of my seat, like excited, yelling and everything like that. But there were moments of this, of this match where I, I, I honestly thought that maybe for a second, they would give him the title or something. And there was there was a time when I thought that maybe Seth Rollins, 
Ah, oh, sorry, not Seth Rollins. Fuck me. There was a time in this match where I thought that maybe Sami Zayn would actually win. He would get the one, two, three. Everyone would pop, but then something would happen. Like another ref would see that Roman's foot was under the rope or something like that, and then say, "No, the match is to be restarted." I thought that would might be a, a case, um, but then I thought, "Oh, if they did that, that's kind of the biggest cock tease ever." I'm kind of glad. They didn't do that. The match itself was fucking great. It was really, really good. Sami Zayn looked like a million bucks in this match. He did so well. Roman Reigns, he's just... He is head and shoulders above the rest of the locker room at the moment. Um, not just in in in-ring ability, but with the promo work, with his character work, everything around him. He is phenomenal at the moment, which is so funny to say, because, I mean, go back to 2016, 2015, 2014, he was hated because of the dumb shit that Vince McMahon would make him say, the whole suffering succotash and all that stuff, it was it was just dumb, his character was stupid, he was always, he was always there in the spotlight when we, don't, we didn't want him there, um, so it's great to see that he's actually come into his own, he knows what he's doing, and um, thank Christ that Vince McMahon's not booking him anymore, because now he can actually be himself, and give us the real Roman that we wanted for so many years, so this match overall was great, little bit of storytelling there that I I expected, I expected to see both the Usos, um, I honestly thought that Jay would be the one to give Sammy the final blow before Roman pins him. Uh, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, now take this with a grain of salt, I don't know how true this is, but according to Dave Meltzer, that was the original plan, that Jey Uso was going to come, uh, turn on Sammy, and give Roman the win. But because Sammy's streak is so hot right now, they decided to go in a different direction. So I'm guessing with the outcome of this match with Roman retaining... I'm guessing they are going in that direction of Sammy and Kevin Owens challenging the Usos for the title. Um, We saw Kevin Owens return tonight, which is something I didn't expect. I thought maybe they'd save it till next SmackDown or something like that, but they, they did it tonight. The plus I have with that is that they didn't they didn't show the reunion of Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn just yet. I like that because that's more story you can build with Kevin Owens going, I don't know, you betrayed me for so many months, why should I come back to you? That's another story that we can get behind. And then when the final, when the embrace happens of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming together, that's when everyone will go nuts because that's what people want to see. The Sami Zayn becoming champion movement is now over. It's done. I honestly think that that's the closest Sammy is ever going to come to being champion, which is sad for me, sad for everyone, really, because uh, right now, Sammy is definitely the hottest thing in WWE, and I would... Coming from a guy who, when he debuted, I could not stand him. I thought he was annoying. I thought he had the worst look of a professional wrestler, um, to now... 2023, and I, and I absolutely love him. I was so ready for him to be champion, um, but I think I don't think he's ever going to fit there. Unfortunately, he will be the one. Him and Kevin Owens will be the one to dethrone the Usos for the tag titles. 
that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. So overall, this match was great. Um, really, really great. I give it a five stars. This match was the best match on the card for me. I thought it was written perfectly. I thought it was performed per- perfectly, uh, especially with the use of Sammy's wife in the audience. I thought it was just done absolutely perfectly. The only other way that I think that it could have amped it up a little bit more is impossible to WWE, but if they put in some color and had Sammy bleeding and then had Roman holding Sammy's head while talking to his wife, I thought that would, that would have been incredible, but WWE and their no blood policies is not going to let that happen. So overall, the pay-per-view as a whole, I thought was a success. I think it's another great, um, well, I think it was the best, better event on the road to WrestleMania. And I think now that this has got more people, including myself, ready for WrestleMania season. And uh, we've got 42 days before WrestleMania. 42 days. I'm keen. I can't wait. It's going to be a great, I hope, I hope it's going to be a great event, two-day event, and um, yeah, let's get into it. So, that is my review overall of Elimination Chamber. Decent pay-per-view, not the best I've seen or anything like that, but I thought it was good storytelling and, and definitely the best event of this year thus far. Now... It is time to get into the Dummies of Wrestling prediction results. So, Zach Davis is the reigning, defending, undisputed Dummies of Wrestling cock champion. He decided to dress his title up as a penis. If, if, if that's what you want to go with, Zach, I mean, it's your championship. Do it how you want, but if you want a, a dick for a title, then go at it. Go at it. But... So the entrance in is, of course, myself. Yes, we have Rob Hungy, we have Trucker Trent, we have Paul Lindsay, we have Don Anelli, we have Zach Davis, reigning champion, and we have Jordy Van Vuklis. Everyone there had a uh, g- good card, a good card. Um, there was 16 questions overall, and I'm going to announce everyone from least points to the most points and then we'll decide we'll see who the winner is at the end so coming in last with a total of three out of 16 uh we have geordie van vuklis who only got three geordie you did well uh this was at a little tricky to pick besides the the main event match um there were some times where it was pretty tricky so don't don't be upset by coming in last uh, because coming in next is me <laughs> with a total of six. Um, yep, total of six points. I only got six points, so don't feel bad, Geordie. I'm right there with you, man. Um, coming in next is also on six points. A tie with me, we have Trucker Trent coming in with six points. Good work, Trent. Next up, we have another tie coming in with seven points. Another tie, we have Zach Davis, the reigning champion, coming in next, meaning not coming in first. Zach Davis coming in with seven, tying with also another person who came in with seven, and that is Paul Lindsay. Paul, you did really well this time. There was actually a point where I thought you were going to go far, and um, just a few things just got you back. So, 
Who takes us out? There's two people here. Who who takes it out? We've got Rob Hungy and Donna Nelly both left. So I'm proud to announce that the winner of the Dummies of Wrestling Championship is still Zach Davis because Rob and Don both had a tie with 8 out of 16, which means in the result of a tie, the champion retains. So luckily, Zach, Zach Davis, you won um, from a tie. You were the cowardly heel that cheated his way out. But uh, Rob and Don both coming in with eight, and uh, you both you guys, you both did so well. Don, I'm gonna give a shout out to Don because this is like the, the probably the sixth time now where he's come so close to winning that title, but it always results in either a tie or just one point. So Don is Don is a future world champion. So we'll see it soon. But Zach, you've got your work cut out for you, man, because, uh, I mean, AEW Revolution is in like two weeks. So you have another event to get ready for before WrestleMania. So with that being said, will you make it to WrestleMania as champion? We'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. But thank you guys to everyone who voted. It always makes this show so much fun when we can do the scorecards and, and things like that. I enjoy it. I love seeing people's picks and uh, reading them. And sometimes I think, wow, this is crazy. And then those crazy results that I think actually turn out true. Uh, sometimes I think, yeah, it's going to happen. And then they don't. So it's fun to see everyone's picks and predictions. So... Guys, that is it for this episode of uh, Dummies of Wrestling. Whoops. Uh, We'll be back soon in like two weeks with our AEW Revolution predictions. That's coming up real soon. March 4th or 5th, I think that event is. So really soon. So we'll get there soon. Anyway, guys, this is it from me. I'll see you on the next episode of Dummies of Wrestling. Peace, love, and all things yummy. See ya!
Slide.